Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. Our compulsory third-party team is passionate about all things CTP. They have extensive knowledge of the complexities of CTP cases and have seen everything from a heated liability dispute, an alternative blameless accident allegation, a nuanced causation issue, and an economic loss claim with family trusts and an offshore bank account, and even a claim for replacement care for the family budgie. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Welcome back to the Proper Lookout podcast. My name is James Kang, associate at McCabe Kerwood, and today it's my goal to shed some light on what some would say a controversial part of the act the definition of a minor injury. Some of our listeners might already be aware, under the new Motor Accidents Injuries Act, otherwise known as MIA, which came into force beginning December 2017, a claimant who sustained only minor injuries has it quite tough, to say the least. First of all, the legislation says that after 26 weeks or six months, they're not entitled to any more statutory benefits, including weekly wage payments, treatment and care. Furthermore, a claimant with only minor injuries are barred from making any common law claim, even if, for argument's sake, the claimant's injuries would be assessed at over 10% whole person impairment. So this is clearly a tough change to the law for claimants. So it's vital that insurers are well informed of how to assess whether an injury is minor in accordance with the Maya. A minor injury assessment, as you know, must be made at the three-month point when the insurer gives its notice under section 6.19 subsection 2 of the Maya. Today, I'll be focusing on what physical injuries are classified as minor. Be on the lookout for another podcast from us, which will discuss the psychological side of things. So, what does the Maya say a minor physical injury is? In section 1.61a, it is defined as a soft tissue injury. We've all heard that before. In fact, most medical reports we see refer to the claimant's injuries to various body parts as quote-unquote soft tissue. And we've also seen those soft tissue injuries assessed by MAS under the old MACA at 5%, for example, for a spinal part. So defining a physical minor injury as a soft tissue injury, in my respectful viewpoint, doesn't actually offer much light on what it actually is. So, fortunately, the Maya goes on to further define what a soft tissue injury is in section 1.6, subsection 2. Quote, a soft tissue injury is, subject to this section, an injury to tissue that connects, supports, or surrounds other structures or organs of the body, such as muscles, tendons, ligaments, menisci, cartilage, fascia, fibrous tissues, fat, blood vessels, and synovial membranes, but not an injury to nerves or complete or partial rupture of tendons, ligaments, menisci, or cartilage. This definition is further elaborated in Part 5 of the Motor Accident Guidelines. We've left links below for you to access both the relevant sections of the Maya as well as the Motor Accident Guidelines for some light reading for those of you who might be interested. Clause 5.8 of the Motor Accident Guidelines excludes any injury involving radiculopathy from minor injuries. Importantly, Clause 5.10 
adds that even if the claimant has neurological symptoms associated with the neck or spine, if it doesn't meet the criteria for radiculopathy, it's classified as a minor injury. Now, legislations can be tough to read, especially in conjunctions with regulations and guidelines. So to provide a brief summary of what the Maya and the Motor Accident Guidelines have to say, I'll give three clear things to look out for when assessing whether a physical injury is minor. One, is there any injury to body parts other than tissue? An obvious example would be any bony injury, such as a fracture. If the question is yes, then it's not a minor injury. Two, are there any scans showing rupture of tendons, ligaments, menisci, cartilage? If so, it's not a minor injury. And three, is there a nerve injury? If so, then does it meet the criteria of radiculopathy under clause 5.9 of the motor accident guidelines? If so, then it is not a minor injury. Okay, so that's basically in a nutshell some of the things to look out for when assessing whether a claimant's physical injuries are indeed limited to minor injuries. Now, because the assessment will occur less than six months after the accident occurred, there may not be sufficient information to make an accurate determination. In fact, the assessment would occur in after three months of the accident, especially if there's no scans to the injured body parts or if the claimant has not seen a specialist to provide an opinion on nerve injury or rupture of ligaments. So today, we're going to do a quick case study on assessing whether a physical injury is minor. That guinea pig is no other than myself. So for those of you who have run into me or saw the lovely photo that Peter took at our new premises at Chatswood that he decided to upload on LinkedIn, without my consent, I might add, you may already know that my left arm has been in a sling for the past couple of weeks. That photo made some of my old university and high school friends to get in touch with me on LinkedIn, asking how I was doing and what was wrong with my arm. Thank you for re-establishing my friendships, Peter. So, to give it... Brief background, I was snowboarding at Perisher a few weeks ago, and it was a beautiful powder day with the resort starting to see some heavy snowfall first thing in the morning. So this happened on my first run on the last day of my trip. I turned on my GoPro as usual and began traversing down a slope at Blue Cow in order to get to my favorite part of the resort, Gathiga. On the way, it was snowing heavily, so visibility was quite poor. So poor that I found myself in a large patch of ice where I had close to no control over my snowboard and ended up crashing hard onto my left arm. Did I mention I had my GoPro on? I've included a YouTube link for some of our viewers who are interested in seeing the fall. I, for one, cringe every time I watch it. So I had my childhood witch come true and got to ride a snowmobile to the medical center where they diagnosed a complete dislocation of my left elbow and proceeded to pop it back in. I can tell you, I've never known such pain in my life. Afterwards, I was put in an immobilizing sling and was told that my snow season was over. Not happy. The arm was swollen so much that by size alone, my left arm was as thick as a heavyweight boxer. So, I came to Sydney and the ride back was painful. But I naturally got quite curious on the extent of my injury. So I forked out a couple hundred dollars for an MRI, CT, and an ultrasound. Overkill? You bet. 
Then I saw an orthopedic surgeon at St. Leonard's, a very nice doctor who emphatically diagnosed, quote, you've suffered a really impressive dislocation to your left elbow, my friend. Close quote. I honestly didn't know what that meant, whether it was good or bad. So my MRI results essentially show that in the dislocation, it completely ruptured most of the collateral ligaments on the medial and lateral side with damage to cartilage surfaces within the joint with some microtrabecular fracture and some cartilage scuffing. So let's go through the process of the three things that I said we should look out for. One, the scan showed that they were bone fragments, which meant that I sustained a very minor fracture. Arguably, this would mean that my injury is not minor because it's not a tissue injury. But since the scans don't actually show a fracture, if I was assessing injury, I may have concluded that it's just an injury to the tissue. Second, the scan showed a complete high-grade rupture of the UCL, along with tendon damage and hematoma. So, because there's a partial or complete rupture of the ligament, I would say under the second test, my injury is clearly not minor. Now, thirdly, in the last test, did I suffer any nerve injury? Luckily, I didn't have any neurological symptoms. I did suffer some nerve pain in the elbow in the first few weeks, but luckily it subsided. Clearly, it would not be radiculopathy. So, there you have it. If I sustained the same injury in a motor accident after 1st December 2017, I would have an entitlement to not only continuous statutory benefits after six months, but a possible entitlement to common law damages. Now, I did think about whether there was a potential public liability claim, but I don't think I can defeat a Valenti non-fit injuria defense. I was clearly aware of the risks of snowboarding after doing it for more than 10 years. In addition, my claim would be knocked out as a dangerous recreational activity under Section 5L of the Civil Liability Act. So how did my story end? Uh, fortunately, I saw the orthopedic surgeon again, who couldn't be more pleased with the result of some physiotherapy and natural healing of the ligaments. Goes to show that I'm still young to a certain extent. He said I don't need surgery unless my joints lock up. And within two months or so, with some exercise, the elbow should return to full strength and function. He did recommend lots of swimming, so hydrotherapy obviously is going to help. I consider myself quite lucky, but this is a great example that even non-minor injuries, consisting of rupture of tendons and ligaments and what have you, are capable of resolving completely within a short period of time. So that's it for today. For those of you who would like further assistance with the new act, we've provided a link to our very own Motor Accidents Injuries Act practice manual created by our statutory insurance team. Look out for our podcast on how to assess whether psychological injuries are a minor injury under the Maya. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.